Oh, back on the tangent, bitches, and um, check the billboards for that one because that'll be straight at number one. <laughs> right up here, it's a, a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that was our handsome producer and composer, Jeremy Williams, at Tall Tree Recording Studios. Jeremy and Tall Tree are sponsoring our podcast. You can check out Jeremy Williams' music on Facebook and YouTube or go to the websites. We'll leave links in the show's notes. All right. Well, looking pretty funky fresh, Freddie. Bought my clothing. Yeah, bro. Sweet. What am I repping? Overexertion, of course. Overexertion always, man. Yeah, I don't mate. I'm not I don't have the uh low riders on, so my cock's a bit like crumpled up today. But um the, I've got the hoodie on. I, I would have thought you'd be talking a bit higher. Yeah, I know, but you know, bigger I need a bigger cock for that man. Press it up, you know. So, so you still got plenty of room in it. Yeah, yeah so but now nah, I've got the hoodie on, you're repping the uh the college jacket. Yep. Sweet, and then you wanna talk about who we got on tonight? Well, yeah, we've got um, some very special guests tonight. We've got Jarrell Yao Yeah, former Bronco, former Queensland State of Origin player, former Australian rep and former Indigenous All-Stars. Star, the man. The man. Well, I could be stars if you want me to. I could, I could play a couple of positions at once. Well, I used to be able to, boys. How you going? It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks heaps for coming on. And as a bonus, we asked um, Jarrell to bring on one of his uh, closest mates, and we have Jara. Jara Hogue. And if you want to give Jara a bit of an intro, Jara. Oh, yeah, mate. Have a rap uh, sheet you do. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he should have a rap sheet. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if everyone else knew him, he definitely would have a rap sheet, especially with the girls. Um, <laughs> I, I, suppose, uh, I suppose we should get started where, where we met. I, met, I first met Jara. Um, it was in grade. Funny grade. enough, I was telling this story today. And yeah. my party in grade 10. Grade 10, party we in grade 10. In, so I got a call yeah. Yeah, Ferner Grove. No, he went to Mount oh, Maria, actually. So oh. well, we're, different, we're different schools. But I uh, first met Jara when I was sitting in the front with me, with my cousin. Uh, we're both Indigenous boys, um, just by the way. So it probably didn't look too good to our Aboriginal boys sitting in front of a, uh, a big party that was Let going on full of well, white yeah, people. Yeah, they were driven right past that. Yeah, yeah. Like full, full of... Um, Full of Australians, <laughs> so uh, we were we were a bit different uh, looking at the front. But uh, I called on his sister and asked yeah. if um, she's coming out to the two people at the front. Reckon they know you went out the front. Turned out to be Israel, and ever since then we've uh, we've been we've been tied as. So, so did you know him when he was claiming he knew you? Uh, we were acquaintances. We knew yeah. each other, but not like we do now. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes I regret being his friend because they're too close. <laughs> and sometimes we sometimes we have to have um, timeouts on each other for a couple of weeks yeah. because we do some weird, weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you That's and me have known each other for a while as well. Yeah, from oh, yeah. train training yeah, down at Wally. Club from, a. from Wally ripping us off. Down at Club Jar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hope you're not listening to Wally, buddy. <laughs> so not another sponsor, Corey Vander Hayden at Club Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Getting everyone chat. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was going to say, so if obviously we're all entourage fans here as well where would jara fit like as a character where oh, would you be in entourage oh it's not i suppose i don't call my entourage an entourage if you want to put it that way Right, johnny drama i reckon no nah, i was gonna say he doesn't look like a johnny drama <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not too sure look we we've been pretty close friends for a long time and 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 look just to, to rattle off a couple of boys that have been close with me sean maloney luke field cameron starkey um, you know, yeah, and it keeps going. The list keeps going there with yeah. um, the boys I've been st- tight with for a very, very long time. But uh, look, Jaro's had a stint with living with me, so he knows how crazy my mother is. Mm. Um, he's uh, he's 
he's been around for a very, very long time and, and we've looked after each other. So um, it's good to have him. Good to have him sitting next to me yeah, and uh, to talk a bit of... Good to be here. Hopefully not too many stories as we... we yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, good, we're good mates <laughs> because we like to keep those stories uh, to, uh, you know, to ourselves. Yeah, that's right. No, but that's what, like when me and you were talking, Gerald, I said you were talking about... Uh, getting another Bronco to come in with you, and I was like, no, I'd rather a boy from your crew, you yeah. know, like because I know I know all your boys as well, and they're such good guys, you know, and and we got me and Brendan got got such a tight knit group like that mm. as well. So and you get better better banner when it's just yeah, you know, you're from, yeah. I think it's Hard important to find too, eh? yeah, yeah, definitely, and yeah. I think it's important to keep your 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 boys close with, especially with um, going through you know, a professional outfit was playing for the Broncos and I was lucky enough to play for Queensland Australia and so on and so on. So, um, you know, to, for me, one of my attributes when I was growing up was just to stay humble, you know, always look after your own and, um, you know, these boys are my own. So it was always, you know, it was instilled in me and it was a, it was a, it was something, that was a trait that I, you know, I, I wanted to keep and um, my family are very loyal and, you know, I just grew up like that. I'm a loyal boy as well. So yeah. we, we stay tight and we look after each other. He yeah. looks after me and I look after him and that's yeah. just the way it is. Mm. Yeah, that's the one thing yeah, you notice with, like, looking at you with the, uh, your main core group is not the not a Broncos connection, you know, it's just those guys that you've gotten, went through high school and stuff. Yeah, so. definitely. And look, I still, I suppose if I was still playing footy, I'd still be tight with a lot of Broncos, which I which I am still very tight with a lot of them, which is, you know, a couple of them, you know, just to name a couple of them, Jack Reed, um, you know, he's probably one of my closest mates. I'm still very tight with Josh Hoffman, who's gone to the Titans now. Mm. Um, I got, I'm, a, I'm a godfather to Reedy's kid, so I uh, was pretty lucky to, you know, the get thing is, Those two groups interacted so well together. Yeah, like yeah. we're all became mates with yeah. those guys through, through so draft. Court, yeah, yeah, and it was good because no one had any, you know, no one had any chip on their shoulder or anything like that. Everyone just got together and yeah. not too much and, ego. Yeah, no, there's no big egos or anything like that. So everyone just got together and mingled yeah, awesome. really well. So now, yeah. you know, we like you were Broncos friends. We we talk separately, but without you as well, you yeah, know, like exactly. we text each other and we catch up and yeah. things like that. So everyone just got along. Yeah, and I'm not, we're not, we're not trying to name drop, but you know, yeah, Jar will hang out with Benny Hunt, you know, those kind of boys, you know. Um, you know, the, the boys that are sort of big stars of the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think the Brisbane Broncos, they, they develop their kids really well. And, and one of the ticks of the boxes in their resume is that you've got to be a good bloke, or otherwise you can't be at the Broncos. So yeah, you that's, won't that's, last. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably why, um, you know. Do you reckon that's because I remember back when you were playing 20s, one of the things in the contract was you guys had to, have a, had to do a job. Yeah, yeah. They had to do an apprenticeship. So they're, like trying to, so they're trying to <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of the boys like knew what it was like, you know, and it's, so now when you talk to them, they know what it's like to, and you still have that banter with them about yeah. working and trades and all that stuff. So. And, and I was about to say to be a normal person, but we know what it's like to be a normal person, but to, to, have, a, to have a normal job, like, as, as into... <laughs> no, I, tell you, I, tell you what, I tell you what, normal jobs fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't worry, mate. I'm, I'm getting the gist of it now. I'm, I'm, I'm retired from footy in 22. <laughs> back to it. <laughs> I'm back in the grind, you know. I'm back in the grind. But, hey, when we and Jari used to live, some funny stories, actually. We, How'd you go to your apprenticeship? <laughs> <laughs> I did eight months of the carpenter. <laughs> longest tough, eight months of your tough, life. Oh, it was the longest eight months of my life. Um, but I remember... And this is while you're playing 20s, training? Yeah, yeah, yeah playing 20s. And I remember coming home one day and... And just sitting there and, and talk, sat on the couch with Jar and I just went, looked at him and he was like, big day. And I was like, I've got to become a professional. Like, yeah, man, I mean, he looked at me like, man, I fucking hate work. <laughs> I said, man, me too. This is old painting. I was doing a painting apprenticeship. Probably the worst trade you could do. Yeah. And I just said, man, 
He's like, I gotta make it as a footballer because I fucking hate work. Jar, you're probably like, I oh, maybe you should take up this football. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, if it was an option, I would have taken it, but I didn't have that. So that's why I said to him, like, you got that option. Yeah. I've been man. in the backyard working on my chip and chase, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you got that option, you gotta go for it, man, because we all got, you know, nothing. We all, yeah. this is it for us, so. Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking about it like, me and Brenton, we are overexertion, we sponsor two athletes, and we get, like, it's so awesome to watch your athletes, like, perform like we got a boxer and a UFC fighter oh, okay, so yeah, okay. and yeah and like Badger Brendan O'Reilly when we watch him perform and we watch our boxer perform we're so pumped it's like he does there. quite well that yeah, yeah yeah he goes well yeah and um he, but he, we're thinking the, the the like you guys being able to watch him uh Jarrell go through everything would have been just as f- like fucking fulfilling as 40 he was doing as yeah well, you it know? was eh? yeah. it, it was good because what, what we let's talk about they sign. I remember when they the Parramatta dropped you, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all half yeah, rusty, yeah, because we all you know get oh. on board and we all support our mates. So, well, we, we, can, we can talk about you. that, we, we can talk how much the Broncos well, paid for first year, and then they, they signed you for a thousand bucks, yeah, right? a thousand dollars. So my bucks my first under 20s year was, um, so boys, <laughs> did like he better, say you better be worth it, yeah, and I and I just said, you know, the, the club came to me and I, I did a trial and train before I, I did an actual season with the club in under 20s. So in 2007, leading into 2008, the inaugural year of the under 20s, um competition they the, the clubs come to me and say look we can't afford you and we don't know what you can bring to our club so yeah. we'll give is you this out train. yeah this is coming out of north getting dropped by a Parramatta who I had a scholarship with out of 2007 and and didn't really you know know, know what to expect went there um, Barry Berrigan was the um, trainer trainer at the time and he was an absolute punish like he just flogged us, did us old school, old school conditioning. And at the time, I was a bricky with our, one of my mates, Luke Field, um, and I was I was a labourer. So I was doing that very oh. <laughs> Ask him about it; he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll tell you that he can lay a brick. Um, and uh, you know, coming from that every day, getting up at four thirty in the morning, driving to Mullaney where I was working, and then driving back and doing a preseason with the Brisbane Broncos, I thought I'm never going to make this. Like I'm never going to make the squad coming into January because I was so tired, but I busted my ass, you know, every day for training. And and January came around, and we come back around, and they said, you know, we're off your contract um, of a thousand dollars a year, and I was like, far out. Yeah, I was like, this better be worth it. Like, that's, that, that was the words I said. I was like, to myself, I didn't say that to them, but I was just like, this better be worth it. Like, I've obviously given an opportunity. I took the opportunity more than I was thinking about the money. But I actually did what any 18-year-old, 17-year-old uh, kid would do, and I went and bought out a plasma TV and an Xbox 360. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the most... Good the investment. Great investment. <laughs> I've still got that television today. Um, not in my house, but it's still... It's, it's still, framed on a wall. Yeah. It's still at home, just to remind... Um, just to remind myself what I went through, but I did kick the shit out of my Xbox 360 because I'm a PS4 man. But um, <laughs> look, I, I went on from there, and I was lucky enough to, to you know score 27 tries and 26 games for the under 20s, and uh, uh, the rest is history, pretty much. Yeah. You know, it just it just took off from there, and I, I became really close with the boy we talked about before, Benny Hunt, and um, 22 of my tries, yeah, 22 of my tries from though. his kicking game. So yeah. um, I owe a little bit to him. Yeah. But um, that know, whole we, core group, A.A. McCulloch. Yeah, well, we've, well look, through. the boys that we've got there now at the Brisbane Broncos who are who are starting in the side, you've got, yeah, from, you know, from in the, in the, in the, um, on the wing spot, you know, who's come out of the under-20s, um, you know, from from our side is is Benny. Uh, sorry, Corey Oates has played under twenties for the Brisbane Broncos. Jordan Carhu, um, you got Andrew McCulloch, Ben Hunt. We ha- we did have you know Josh Hoffman, Jared Beal, who are still um, consistent first grade players. 
Um, so look, we, we our core group that played Josh McGuire, Origin player, yep. as well. So our core group of players that were through there, we we owed a lot to Anthony Griffin, our coach, who's now down at Penrith. He he pushed us pretty hard to to play good footy, but also um, I believe in what he taught us was to have a great bond, a greater bond as friends, and then um, you know worry about your, your talent because I mean if you if you're going to turn up for the bloke next year, you're going to you know everything's going to be all right. And we did it that year. We we ended up coming up one short into the grand final, which which was um, unfortunate for us, but. Um, we've there's a lot of boys that come come in leaps and bounds from that yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that grand final that year was better than the the under twenty grand final. Yeah, it was, was better, better than the NRL grand, grand final. final. Yeah. <laughs> it was um the, the the Melbourne Storm played the Manly Seagulls and the and the Seagulls pumped them forty two to. Do you and Travis still the what was the Travis Waddell? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's at the Broncos. He's at the Broncos now. And he's at the Broncos now. Oh no, look, I think I don't really talk about that kind of stuff. I. I think um, he's probably got one up on me with obviously winning it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just shut my mouth, you know, yeah, when we talk about that kind of uh, stuff. With Dal man putting in the yards, eh, and now seeking some, seeing some things. Yeah, him, yeah, you know? definitely. And look, I mean, if we're going to talk about the Broncos right now, we're, as an outfit, we're probably not playing the best footy that the boys can at the moment. In the last four weeks, have shown that we've, you know, we lost. Apart from the bye, we lost three games, four games in a row. Um, but you know, fortunately, we've we've come, you know, a little bit better now, and they're and they're playing better footy. I just think we got a little bit complacent, and then, and then that's what the club's at, and and there's probably a lot of pressure on our young halves and Benny Hunt and Anthony Milford. So, I think we just it, need to take you, a little. You were involved. Is it pretty stressful this time of year with the origin and losing players? And yeah, well, yeah, I've, I've been, been I've been lucky enough to be you involved. The benefits of both worlds. So I've I've been there when we've we've lost our Darren Lockyers, you know, and our um, Carmichael Hunts and our Justin Hodges when they go. But you know what, for me, uh, personally, I thought it was a time for me to step up and I, I love a challenge, especially when it comes to you know anything physical or sports. Um, I, I really wanted to step up when those boys left because that's that's what is instilled at the Brisbane Broncos. That's the culture that is at yeah. the club. And you see how many boys uh, do come through the ranks from being able to shine in that origin um, period of the, you know, the season. And uh, I think that, the, you know, the from both both ends like I get to go away and play Origin as well but I also got to see other boys come through and do the same thing that yeah. I did and look you, you're reaping the benefits now like when I went and played Origin at that time when I was playing you got the likes of Dane Gago who come in for me at the Brisbane Broncos and now he's on the wing for Queensland That's right. so yeah. you know what I mean and look we talk about how people are and everyone's trying to change the game to a standalone week for State of Origins which I think is absolute bullshit because we don't look look at this Tavita Pangai who's playing for the Brisbane Broncos like he's he's over uh, lap Joe Offahangawi at the moment who's a who's a regular at the Brisbane Broncos yep. starting in the side and he's taken his position at the moment um, because you know he, he wants it more and he's he's a, he's a young player who you know gets that opportunity to show what he can do and I think if we change the, the rules of um, having a standalone Queensland week and New South Wales game state of origin we're not going to see those boys blossom that's, yeah. just, that's just what I point. think yeah yeah, yeah. So that's take us back mate take us back to when you got your first big paycheck I'm, I'm talking like did you Go to the bank. And we're talking when get, you start balling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. I, I just picture you cruising into the bank, straight to the teller, and just going, "I need like five grand worth of five dollar bills and yeah, booking well, out the cabaret club." Yeah. Look, <laughs> oh well, look, I didn't. Yeah, you know, my mum taught me well to stay away from those kind of clubs. Um, to, to book, yeah, but what about I, the boys? <laughs> yeah, they're all right. No, look, I always did. I remember my first. You know, I remember the first time I said to the boys when we. 
when I was um you know when I first sort of made it and everything, I said to them, once I make it we all you know we all make it and yeah. that was just my mentality like I wanted to look after my fans and family and we had some big nights and yeah. we've we've had some big nights and unfortunately times. for Jara he was in Canada at the time when I played my first State of Origin game so he didn't get to come oh, you dog uh, yeah dog bro. <laughs> dog yeah which is crazy though because I left and everything just I left when you were sort of just starting yeah to, yeah sort of starting to crack it you were playing a bit of first grade you know yeah it was in the middle of 2010 I think or 2010 yeah. you left and then I got and then I left and then I got back and you were just this like fucking huge star you know what I mean like you were on ads and you were on yeah. magazines and everything like that and I just and we went out and I just couldn't I just couldn't believe the hype that was around my mate you know who when I left was just like this normal guy yeah. and then I got back it's and crazy, it was just like man. this massive hype around him and just like girls and money and it was just, it was yeah. nuts like honestly it was crazy yeah, it's crazy was, when you were still talking to my sister yeah, yeah. um she she used to like uh communicate through me and that's how like we got to know each other yeah kinda. a bit more yeah yeah but she she'd be like oh yeah uh Gerald's getting his uh first grade debut and i'm like tay who gives a fuck it's queens <laughs> it's queensland cup i'll fucking everyone's <laughs> yeah. played queensland yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah. and she goes no i'm talking the broncos and i was like what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. It shot yeah like it did it shot off really fast for me like i was did, like, in two, like i played on the 20s and i mean i was 18 years old and i was i was putting on the number five jersey who you know people have played in before me at the brisbane broncos the culture that had there was your wendell sailors your lottie takiris and for me to look at that jersey before yeah. i put it on was like man i'm i'm in some good company you know, and I just knew from that day I was like, oh, I got to take this with both hands and 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 not fucking up. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I just wanted to, I wanted to do me, and I wanted to to be the the player that I wanted to be. I didn't want to be what coaches wanted me to be. I wanted to be myself. And the the best words I ever get from any other any player was um, before I before I played my debut. Um, Darren Lockyer was a pretty, it was a pretty big influence on me, and a lot of players at the club, like your Andrew McCullough and your Benny Hunts, and you know those boys that have come through now. He said to me, he goes, "I don't care what you've been coached, I don't care what you've been taught over preseason or anything. You just play the way you play because they didn't get you here, you got you here." Mm-hmm. So he goes, I, "I want you to yeah, be, cool. I want you to be the player that you're going to be." Um, and you know, he goes to me, "That's the X, fa- X factor player that I've seen in under twenty. So don't change what you do." just be yourself yeah. and from, ever, from from there I just every game I played you know I went in 100% in anything and that's probably why my first year I, I got dropped and um, I wasn't a very consistent player but you know I went back assessed the situation and then 2009 um, and you know for 18 year old I played in my first uh, final series for the Brisbane Broncos and scored in every game so I was pretty lucky you scored every debut of every level yeah, 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 yeah so I'm, I'm in the I'm in some pretty good company. I think there's only 12 <laughs> players that have ever done that in the NRL oh, career. So, you know, that's, I count my lucky stars yeah. there. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, really lucky to be where I am and very humbled about it. And um, sometimes I'm not very humble around the boys. But, you know what? I've also learned that you've got to be confident to be, to be successful as well. So, you know, I, when I was on the field and I was at my prime in 2011 when I was playing... You know, I did talk it up, but I backed it up as well. So, um, and probably the one of the best teachers that taught me about it was Justin Hodges, because <laughs> okay. he can talk some crap, <laughs> but he absolutely backs it up. Yeah. You know, you know, and anyone can run him down and whatever. But 
I don't think anyone's done what he's done in the game. So me and Freddie um, are huge, Hojo fans. Well, I love him, Hojo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you really? Would? No, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, yeah. we, we, we always used to message each other. Like when we were watching, when he made a break, we'd be like, "The Hodge, go." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, one of those blokes that you have. He's playing for you. you yeah, know what I mean? that's right. Yeah. I'm playing against. Hundred percent. And I've I've witnessed it firsthand, man. Him just absolutely mouth pizzle other players from this <laughs> side and I'm so glad I'm standing next to him as a winger right. because I've just he talks when he was younger like when I first started playing he would talk centers out of the game yeah. like he would he would get in their head like if they drop the ball he'd be like it's going to be a long fucking day for you real <laughs> so long. is that part of his game you reckon 100%, 100%. Yeah, remember the, the famous one where he goes to Deborah Dears he goes you're number two he's number, he's number one, one. Yeah. yeah and like that's still going the rounds on the Facebook and that like that would have hurt he's a, like, he's a pretty that. witty yeah. bloke like after that you remember when the state of origin um, and that and the streak around on the field and the, and the referee's like he's trying to sort it out and he goes he goes, it's a try, it's a try, I'll buy you beer, yeah, I'll buy, buy you beer. beer, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly, what you see with Hodjo on the field is exactly who he is. Yeah. And you know what, he don't give a fuck what anyone thinks, mate. Like, he don't, he will not care, because he, he come from nothing as well. And that's the way people should be. I mean, like, people put you down all your life, and he obviously had it rough when he was younger, he's gone through a lot. Um, people put him down and look you just look you only got to look at his first state of origin game like he had a shocker yeah like his debut in, yeah. in state of origin like he had an absolute shocker and they would they wrote him off and said he would never play white boots was that white boots no nah, nah, that, that was the year he passed the ball in goal and knocked, yeah. knocked everyone on they, and they won easily New South Wales yeah. um, but he come back and played like 26 state of origins and for him to do that, like he had that many injuries, hmm. like you know, that's still he's a, he's a star. Good in every origin yeah. too. Yeah, hundred percent, man. So um, he's someone I definitely looked up to to play like uh, him. Gi, um, just real, just know. real quickly, then you're talking about how he touched the ref and say, "I'll buy you a bit, I'll buy you a bit." Yeah. Now. now with all the controversy that's going on today, how they're touching the ref. Yeah, and they're getting weak men in that state of origin. He's 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 tapping him like that, saying, "Oh, no, it never happened." Nothing in the state of origin, bro. Everyone's let go. Everything yeah, everything's let go. Just, everything just gets like everything is let go. Slow. That's what I was talking to Brent about today. Earlier, I was I was saying that um, because us being such big USC fans and the hype that comes with a fight, that's yeah. kind of like um, state of origin, you know. For but I felt yeah. this this game one, it didn't have that. Um, and what and what I thought, you know, is because yeah. we didn't have Hojo. You know, like, and, and, and that kind of stuff, like that kind of banner. But, like, yeah. if Queensland's the best, I want them to be up at a press conference and be like, we're the fucking best. These guys suck. Yeah. You know, and that's going to get I, yeah, I thought I was the only one that thought that too. Like, and, I was thinking, there's, yeah. there's no hype. There I thought was it was because I used to read the paper and then yeah. I stopped reading the paper for ages. And then I, I think, so there's I, no hype. I think, as a, someone who's in the, in the, in the organization, I feel like it's too hard to do that. It's way too hard to do that because a, a game of rugby league. It's not like a. It's not like a game. It's not like fighting. It's you're you're you are your own person when you fight. So you you know what's going on in there. You can have one person in your Queensland side who doesn't play good, and you won't turn up. Yeah. You know everyone needs to turn up. Yeah, so whether whether it's you know your captain going yeah we're gonna do this but he doesn't know what you know I don't know Josh McGuire if he's gonna have a good game or not so he but can't. If anyone could he do can't it, could be it Queensland, right? Yeah. Well, you, you're, you're probably right. We've, we've We've only dominated the last century, you know, like yeah. the last decade. <laughs> That's probably going to separate us. There's all sorts of good blokes, it seems yeah. like. They're not going to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. so... Definitely not what you mean about the hype around the game. It just didn't feel like well, it was there. Well, I seen a bit of class the other night after the, the way Graham's situation had happened and him not playing, which I think is absolute bull crap. Like, I'm a Queenslander, but I thought he should have played. So he got, he got the ban. He's got he's done. Yeah, okay. he's, he's got a grade one charge, so he's, he's, he's out of the game. <sighs> and can you imagine, hey, like, dude. being a friend of mine... 
me that happening to me, never not having any carryover points, but just your dream is to play for New South Wales, oh, yeah. and you get it taken away from you because it was an accident. You know, he, he and he's never really been a, a you know a malice player. He's never done really anything too bad. He's just an aggressive player. And you're going to shoot out. JT just beat him with footwork and slipped a little bit. And yeah. the best thing that come out of that was JT come out. And this is the class of Queensland. Like he come out after the game in the press conference, and they were asking him about. It and he goes. He goes, I think it was nothing. I, you know, I fell into it. I think he should be able to play for Queensland, uh, for yeah. New South Wales. You would never get a New South Welshman say that for Queensland. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I can I can barrack for you that you would yeah, never, you ever get that. And it's funny you say that because when you think back of um, Guerrero doing it for Hodjo for the grand final. Yeah, it was yeah, grand final. And that's they're right. saying they're, they're only doing it because it's Queensland, Queensland. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now he's Queensland doing it for New South Wales. Oh, yeah. that's, such, that's such a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was saying, that he's only doing it because they're mates. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're not mates. No, no. That's what I mean. And you don't want Wade Graham in your side. He's a good footy player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like JT could sit there and go ban him. He could yeah. easily say that. But you know what? The JT's such a class player that he knows that he's that they're that skillful as Queenslanders. That's the arrogance right there. Yeah. He's going. You put your best players in there. JT. So you know, use a use a use a looking for that as the fighter. You know, you want the press conference to be like yeah, that. Yeah. That's how Queensland yeah. do it. They, they, they're arrogant. They just want the best side on the yeah. field so they know they beat the best. They didn't but, know they beat the second best. Yeah, I just like loved <laughs> last year how they're like, oh, they're too old. And I was just like, oh, man, yeah. that's so You good. like it when the hype starts yeah, going, you know, eh? Like, they start talking. Yeah, but hey, mate, don't, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things you do not hear on the field and it's personal attacks yeah. when you don't. You know what I mean? Like you hear personal attacks on the field about their state and our state and you, it goes like JT Larchet Pizzle and Piercy he's like go out and, and take a, go out go out and take a picture with um, Wally Lewis at the front because it's the closest thing you'll get to the shield <laughs> and that's a dig man that's that's <laughs> being arrogant cold, eh? you know what I mean <laughs> and they were only up 20 22 nil at that stage yeah and they ended up beating them 56 you <laughs> we were, were at that game, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. only up 22 <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a good night that one we met Carl Barron in the season what was he like mate it was funny because I, I, I was a painter then <laughs> yeah, I just lost it. We were just talking. He goes, "Oh, what do you do?" And I go, "I'm painting." He looks at me. and goes, "No shit, like an artist." <laughs> I was like, "No, nah, mate, like a domestic, like tradesman painter." He goes, then he goes, "But you could tell that the girl." Like, yeah, he's like, "Oh, okay." But you could tell people you're an artist. He's witty, mate. He's witty. He's he's a he's an absolute legend of. I've had a few beers with Carl Barron. Yeah, yeah. You can't take him serious, and I think that he hates that because every time he talks, you laugh at it, but he's probably like... Well, you kept saying his jokes to him, he's like, oh, I know the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote them down. I wrote them myself. <laughs> Dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I felt like an absolute idiot. I was like, yeah. you're right, Carl. You're right. I'll just be over here. So, no, it's... It's things like that. You get perks out of, you know. No, that's it. So if we, we're name dropping at the moment, right? So we've got Carl Barron having drinks. Obviously, you went on your American tour with your boys last, uh, this year? Or last year. Last, last year, year. Yeah, yeah. 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 Joe, you were on that? Yeah. Yeah. And then I see we see photos on Facebook with you with uh, Paddy Mills. Yeah, so I met Paddy when I first started playing for the Brisbane Broncos when I was in 2009. So when he was down in Canberra playing basketball down there and... As you do, you just, you know, Indigenous boys, we got along really well, and I stayed really close with him, and, you know, he, he's a massive Broncos fan. Like he's a massive, fanatic, eh? Like a fanatic. Like, he, we went to his house. We, he had been upstairs when we went to his house. He had not been upstairs since the grand final loss. Remember that? Yeah. There was all the, like, he had the whole room <laughs> set up for the grand final with, like, you know, posters yeah. and streamers and all that. Bloody and it was still set up because he said, oh, I haven't been, after I haven't the, been up I'm After the elevator, here. we went in with the, you know, no, nah, we didn't really. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, um, you know, it's just stuff like that. I mean, 
he stayed we stayed tight together and um you know all of a sudden he's he's playing over there in, in NBA and um you know it, for me to be an indigenous kid to watch another indigenous kid do that i mean it's the sky's the limit not just for our people for anybody man like I mean, it's he's 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 a talented boy, yeah, and sure. he, he worked hard though. Like he's a hard worker. He's, how tall? How tall is he? He's not a tall man. He's not tall. tall no, he's probably. I reckon he'd be our height, or a little bit smaller. He's, I reckon he's a little bit shorter. Yeah, a little bit shorter. So he's not that tall, man. But that's that Spurs thing that he was talking about. It's like just about hard work. Yeah, right? yeah. So they have a they have a motto there where they have the uh, the, the, the axe or the pick, and it's um it's hitting the rock to get between that uh, to break it in half. And they talk about uh, it's not about. It's not about all the... It's, it's not, not the about, strike that breaks a rock, it's the thousands before that. Yeah, it's not that last yeah, one that breaks it, it's, it's yeah. the, all the ones, all the strikes you did before that. Yeah. And when you walk in there, we were all lucky enough to go um, to the facility and, um, and have a look at it. I was lucky enough to um, go to the actual training. Uh, That's with, right, you got picked up. I was still dusty from Vegas, so I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was it. very dusty. dusty from what do you Vegas? mean, dusty no from way. Vegas? We went out We went out that night in San Antonio. <laughs> 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 so I was dusty from the night before, and he picks me up at like 8.30 in the morning, and I'm like, oh, my God. What's he picking me up in? Uh, oh, he just had a little Volkswagen. He, one, he just, he's a pretty humble guy, too, so he drove around a little Volkswagen um, Golf. Nice. But it was yeah. done up, like really nice. nice. Timmy, cars, uh, Timmy, Timmy Duncan's got a, um, a body shop over there, like a car shop, so he done it up for him. He's well, got his number eight in, in the middle console and everything. It's a cool car, but not anything you would think an NBA player you know, would be driving. Well, but then they're, we, they're talking about the Spurs. They're yeah. like, we don't do that here, we're not about being flashed. Oh, well, remember we went back after yeah, the game yeah. and we went to the car park? And there's this Rolls Royce. Yeah, was it Bentley or Rolls Royce? Rolls Royce. Like, who's is that? Like, they were oh, yeah, sort of like yeah. paying it out. Like, who the fuck drives this thing? Yeah. And then like, who's is that? And he's like, I think it's Demarcus or whatever. Because he's, he's come like, from another side, so yeah. Pop Pop wanted him to get rid of it because he goes, I yeah. don't want you to drive around in those flashy cars. We we're pretty we're humble here. You know, Paddy's still goes, driving oh, around oh, in Merc. Won't have that long. Like Paddy's still driving around in Merc, but over there that's not a yeah, flash car. Yeah. Like Mercedes aren't flash cars. Like you got your Rolls Royce and your Bentleys, so. He was rolling around the Phantom, yeah, rolls a, a fan, is a fan, yeah, a yeah Phantom, Phantom, like yeah. a purple Phantom, man. It was hectic, and, and me like, and Jar were just like, what the hell? We thought it was sick, but he, they thought it was kind of oh, jamming. Yeah, they man. thought it was crap. <laughs> thought it was crap, man. Like, and the year before that, man, I, I was lucky enough to go see Paddy again and went to a Lakers game, met all the boys and Lakers players and That's everything, right. and then we went out with him. And man, we were in LA, and he is a big deal. Like, he's a big deal in LA. We went to, we we had the best time, man. We went to a club and. And this is what I mean. Like he didn't want any give outs or anything. He pay, He wanted to pay for everything. Like they wanted to give him stuff for free. He would not let us touch our wallets. Wouldn't let us touch us wallets. Yeah. Oh, I felt bad, you know, because we can all pay away. We saved up for the trip. Yeah. We can all do it. Yeah, and it's, you know, but it's just the way he is. Yeah. And you know, it'd be the same thing as me. Like I would, you know, when we when I was playing footy, I would, you know, I'd want to always buy these boys stuff. I always do foot stuff for them. And you could just tell that's just yeah, that's the way he is. Heading over there to meet him, like drive. Yeah, we're gonna catch up with Patty. I was like. I was a bit yeah. nervous, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I felt like there's this whole, like, hype around him, like yeah. he's going to be this big celebrity there. Within an hour of hanging out with him, I, you sort of forgot, and he was just like, man, he was one of the most down to earth <laughs> yeah. normal guys. Like, he brought his dog to the bar. Yeah, we went to a bar, because, well, we obviously, you know, in America, like, you can take, you can I think that. he owned it, because yeah. he shut half of it off and just let us roam. How much, when you're in the States, do you realise how regulated we are over here? Yeah. Oh. Over there, you do whatever you want. Yeah, 100%. You know? We're so many here, oh, right? Man. It's crazy. Man, they had dogs on the plane. I was like, <laughs> what the <laughs> heck? They were putting dog. I was like, where is that dog going? She's like, the lady's like, oh, it's going to sit next to me. I was like, what the heck? And, and you, it's so hard to get, it takes a little while to get used to it. Yeah. Like, 
yeah. in Vegas or wherever you go, you'd be doing yeah. something like walking on the street, drinking, and yeah. you'll walk past security guys and you just like feel scared. You're, you're and like, oh, like, oh no, you wait, touch me, you can do this here. Like, yeah. yeah, like we're so restricted here. Yeah, we're but, very, man, we're very restricted. Somehow it works. You know? Yeah, but look at that, that, that's that moment, like, you know, I've got to share with my friends as well, you know, yeah. like. And it's not even for me. It wasn't like, oh, this is this is Patty Mills. Yeah. For me, it was like this is just Patty. Yeah, because right. I, I had my phone out. I was like Photoshop, phone away. Yeah, 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 well, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But you know, and and that's just the guy he is. And he, I'm, I still stay in contact with him. So I only spoke to him two days ago. He's in Hawaii at the moment. He's having a holiday with his missus, and he's coming over in July. And he's, you know, it's my turn to take him out for dinner now. So I'm taking him to dinner, and you know, and, and I said to him, "Let's take him to Hawaii." Yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah, that's yeah. where we're going. So I mean, he said, "Invite the boys." That's yeah. how good. Like he's like he told me. He's like, get all the boys together. We'll, we'll get him on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's such a nice guy. He'll probably say yes. You know what I mean? But take him up to Freddy's for dinner. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice like guy. Like he's a nice guy, and um, and that's just the kind of people you know, the people you meet. And I yeah. suppose I never thought that he was going to go anywhere with basketball, but I just thought he was an awesome person. Yeah, that's why I got along with him and. We stayed in Connacht. Man, the first time he ever come to a Broncos dinner, the se- second time he wore a blue, like a light blue suit, <laughs> like a suit, like a, and it was like light light blue. And I was like, "What are you doing, bro?" <laughs> like I'm just like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, I look good, eh, hey, brother?" I was like, "He's like, I'm just like, yeah, you look mad." <laughs> you is, know, his, is his girlfriend coming this trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's nice. Melissa, yeah, yeah, Melissa. So she's mad too, man. She's just they're just nice people, and oh, they they had they they gave us all the you know they showed us around and everything. So and yeah. for like. Full like Aussie boy over there. They he gets into some things over there. I never thought like little indigenous fellow getting like yeah. he's hunting deers and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like he's getting like, like shit. Yeah. He's his like, country ass big. You know like yeah. He I, loves going the country bar. Yeah, like I, I wanted to go there when we were there. We didn't. Have, we weren't have enough time in San Antonio, so we we couldn't really go to any of them because it was Monday night. Yeah, <laughs> it was right. a Monday night as well. So um, we still ended up getting pretty. Yeah, he got us well. drunk. Like, yeah, so who was that crew? The the US. Uh, it was me, Jara, Luke Field, Kamasaki, and Sean Maloney. Yeah. And was Benny Barber on it for a bit? Oh yeah, yeah Benny, Benny Barber came to Vegas. Simon. <laughs> Barber came to Vegas with us, and then he cut it cut us off. Nah, he was always cutting us off. But Simon and Bowie. Come yeah, to Simon Bowie. Um, yeah. Um, he was over there on EBC. Epic Bender crew? No, the, the EBC didn't come, <laughs> but we were the EBC. We I think we were the EBC, yeah. Initiated because, after that. Because after that, he was like, well, I don't want to party with... He goes, yeah. I don't, he goes, I know I met your mates before, Jay. He goes, but I don't want to party with them anymore. <laughs> and that's what he... That's Benny... That's what, Bard was pretty placid on that trip, man. You know what I mean? For for being... Like, for knowing how loose he is, he was very placid. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, man, we got... Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, Let's just yeah. say it was fun. That was photo of us that got put up on the speed, uh, Budgie Smuggers website. Yeah, yeah. Like me and Bob I didn't get in that because I was. Man, we look second hand in that one. Eh? I still hate that photo getting. <laughs> that coming to the end of the trip. <laughs> no, that was at the start. <laughs> I think that was day two. Yeah. I can't even remember the photo. Uh, but no, it was a good trip, and yeah, with those experiences you'll never forget, man. Like. Yeah, we'll, we'll always have those memories and we're pretty lucky to share them together. Yeah, you know, we're still oh, definitely. Off. And we're talking about people you know, Gerard, we got um, USC 200 coming up and uh, you do know you have met Mark Hunt. Yeah, yeah, I've met him a few times. Oh, sweet. And how did, like, what, how did that come from? Uh Well, he's obviously a uh, uh, Samoan boy. Yeah. Uh, so he's got, we've got a couple of Samoan boys on the side, Josh McGuire, Anthony Milford. Um, they're pretty tight with him. Um, Josh, Josh Moose McGuire is a loves boxing um and previously just me too i've just got into it as well so um watching someone like mark hunt is uh 
He's like, yeah, the Amy having an orgasm, like it's just amazing. Like yeah. he just knocks people out and walks away. <laughs> the water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sick, eh? Yeah. Like, yeah. man, he's, he's, we'll talk, yeah, we were talking about it last so week. He's amazing, man. man. He's yeah. amazing. So, um, I've yeah, I've privileged to meet him as well, man. I've, I've been pretty privileged to meet some he cool. Is, he just gets better with age. Too, yeah, yeah. You know, well, that yeah, like, that's the thing. So we we were talking about it last time, and with that, everyone's like, oh, so we got this huge draw card, Brock Lesnar. We all like, what the fuck, Brock Lesnar, Mark Hunt's the yeah, fucking yeah. draw card. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like the fans like Mark Hunt like yeah. the people like watching him so yeah and us over here yeah so I mean we got a few facts about that Lesnar thing because it, it come up during the week about how because Lesnar's come in so late yep. how's the USADA test and they're, they're dodging down? aren't they yeah, yeah so, well um, for, for majority of the USC fighters the steroid tests they have to be available to be tested for a four month period before the fight um, for PEDs and anabolic steroids um, and now he's only got to comply within four weeks before the fight. So potentially, you know, who knows? They could have been talking about this for 12 months and he's just been... It's yeah, just, it's just, it's just like an ex- exhibition fight, isn't it? So yeah. they're just going to let him slide. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I like how Mark Hunt come out. What did he say? He's like, yeah, he's juiced up to the gills, but I don't care. Like, I'm yeah, going to yeah. knock him out anyway. So. <laughs> he's, yeah. been, he's been in his four-week camp or whatever, practicing his walk Yeah. Off. That's all he practices. Mark, Hunt, <laughs> Mark Hunt's been talking about it for a while, yeah. where he's talking about people juicing the in the UFC, but he doesn't care. He's like, yeah. I don't care. I'll fight anyone. But it's right. it's pretty strict now. Like, yeah, that, that, that's right, and that's what they had to get right, and that's what they're they're getting right. You know, like uh, it's kind of like when you're thinking about it. I was thinking about. I was looking at that, and I was like, well, that's like any any NRL off season. You know, you go yeah. home, you get on your roids, you come yeah, back, yeah. all juice start, and then yeah, you get then ready you, for like. You know, well, if if that happened, yeah, you'd be you'd. <laughs> It's a bit, it's a bit hard to do it in the get this you know now era like the game you cannot do it in the NRL like where you know WADA's on it it's a World Doping Association so you are gone like anything we we've banned um, painkillers now like you can't take yeah, painkillers you got pre workouts yeah yeah so we we banned some pre workouts at Jack three D yeah they got a few yeah. people, didn't it <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of boys in the Queensland you can't get on the pingers fuck it's Jack three D but but yeah, they're so serious about it. But yeah, I found it, like a lot of fighters like because I've you know been in the fighting thing like I like the UFC and all that, and you see some fighters will only have their fights in Nevada because the Nevada Boxing Commission their levels of testosterone and stuff are higher than any other state's boxing oh, yeah. commission. So uh, some fighters will only fight yeah right in Vegas because yeah. they can get away with having they a get and they get away with the TRT the test uh, yeah they the can, certain things fly in in, Ve- yeah. in in Nevada because they just like that's where they put the shows on that's where the fans come so that's what happens in Vegas you know that's and right. it goes in the desert <laughs> yeah that's, that's it. it that's it man it's pretty it's hectic but I think it's gonna be a good fight. Yeah, oh, it'd be a good one, and that you, the, the headliner for that, you know, Jones Cormier. Oh. It's you know, stop it. We got to. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good one. But I don't, what, are, what are your thoughts? I'm I'm not a Jones fan. I am. You know, I'm not a Jones fan because I don't. I. I um, I don't like the way that uh, you know when Daniel gets up and he does his thing, the crowd boos him and then yeah. celebrates Jones, and I don't think Jones is like you know it's coming. It's you don't know what his personal life's like. You know, he's probably the best guy in the world. This is just me talking the way that I yeah, think. Yeah, but everyone's got their opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I think that Jones has still got some growing up to do. But How at, old is Jones, you know? He's, 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 I think he's 27 turning 28. Um, yeah. yeah, so, but as a fighter, that's, you know, he's still he's still younger. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, as a fighter, man, he's, yeah. I think, like, like, like pound, I, reckon. I reckon, yeah, I reckon Pound he's the best fighter in the UFC. Like, hands down. Yeah. Just the way he moves, it's so different to everyone else. Yeah. Like, he comes through and just clean well, the ranks a, he's, out. A, he's an athlete. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. He's a, that's right. He's, he's, an, he's a freak. And, but, he, and you saw when he had his off-season how strong he was getting. 
Like, yeah. no one he got banned, like, he was just lifting, throwing a steel around. He was pulling some crazy numbers yeah. in the weight room, and yeah. now he's back fighting. But, yeah, and that fight, I'm back in Cormier for sure, yeah. Is that because you don't, like... Well, no, James, or you think he's Cormier's a beast? Yeah. Like, like I, oh, I, I, I legitimately think Cormier's a beast as well. Like, I, I think he's a great fighter, too. but I just think John Jones, he's the way he fights is yeah. I yeah. think Bones is going to make him. Yeah, like, be yeah. interesting. Like when Flogging. you watched that last fight, I think Cormier would have had him covered. Yeah, did you watch Jones in his last? Yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a bit lazy. Yeah. Lazy, yeah. very lazy. Yeah. And it looked like that. All that lifting kind of got to him a bit. You know, yeah, but I think it's like Connor. Yeah, I was like, you probably need to do that. You probably need to have that fight and realize. Well, Conor McGregor realized the wrong way, where John Jones won't, but still realizes it now. So he obviously's. You know, it's all a learning curve for anything you do, especially yeah. that sport. I mean, you still learn yourself. If you're bigger, I mean, I'm, I'm a winger and I, you know, I know that I'll put on a lot of weight. Like, I put on weight, so I'm, 100, I'm 105 now and I was playing about 103, which two kilos is not a lot. Yeah. Are you playing 103? I was playing 105. On 103, yeah, sorry, 103, yeah. but I'm 105 now. That's a big And I can still, you know, <laughs> you know, when I'm throwing punches in the, you know, when I first started Out doing boxing. Like, <laughs> you never throw a punch on the footy field in your life. I couldn't hit water if I fell over a boat on the field, <laughs> no, no. But, like, you know, you, you can tell the difference from two kilos. Like, I used to box when I was doing a little yeah. bit of boxing for training uh, and, and when I was playing footy. And then when I left and retired and I do it now, I was like, whoa. Like to move, you know, yeah. it's a lot harder. Oh, you can feel it doing anything. Yeah, you definitely. Can cross it, you know, a couple yeah. kilos, you can feel it. That's right. Yeah, you got to. It's like you got to get your body there, then adjust. Yeah, and see what yeah. Like at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel it at work. Definitely. If I put too much weight on, I just slow at work. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But no, it's going to be good. Like Lesnar retired in December 2011, so it's That's been ages. a long time. It doesn't seem like off. that long yeah. ago that he's, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I yeah. didn't think it was that long yeah, at all. The funny thing is, like people talk about Lesnar like he's just this big joke, but he's he's pretty legit, eh? Like he come through and what did he defend the title twice? Yeah, yeah. When he won it. Yeah. So he's actually like quite good and like yeah. he can handle his. They say shit, they say that um, the heavyweight division is definitely the less depth. You know, there's not the the heavy hitters aren't there. There's not the. the it's not quite what it yeah, used to be, yeah. eh? Like, but the thing is, you still got to go in there and rumble with the baddest motherfuckers on the planet because yeah. they're the heaviest. The baddest is the heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Santos was up there? Like when that when that when he beat Cain Velasquez. Yeah. That's when the heavyweight division was sick. And yeah. like, do you know Santos was just tearing off on people, man? Yeah, well, JDS just had, came off that win over in uh, Russia. Was it? Uh, the the one he, he had real dominant win again. So he's back on track for another. Yeah, I, yeah. I reckon he'd come back and take it again. Yeah. Like, do you remember when he fought Mark Hunt? Yeah. And like, man, no one can, Mark Hunt would just sort of like, you've watched his old fights, but he'll stand there and laugh at people punching him. Yeah. Do you know Santos like laid him Laid him out flat A with that's that scary. big hero yeah, kick. Like, for, yeah. yeah, that's scary, yeah, man. man. For someone to actually just tee off on Mark Hunt and lay him out, that's that's pretty scary. Yeah, it's a lot of power. Uh, I, yeah. I, I love I love Mark Hunt when he when he when he wins. He always thanks Jesus first too. Like, yeah. it's always... <laughs> <laughs> There's like that video of um, Conor McGregor and he's like sitting in his cat in his living room and he's watching a fight. He's like, watch this, watch this. He's like, He'll always thank Jesus first. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. He's like, I just, firstly, I just want to say thank you, Jesus. It's funny. I saw this interview with BJ Penn, and BJ Penn said Mark Hunt is the reason that he got back into training because he said he was sitting on the couch and he's watching um, a UFC Brisbane. Yeah. And he sees Mark Hunt knock out Mir um, like yeah, he did, yeah. and he was like, right. he's. 42 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting on my ass not training. Yeah. I'm I'm 38. What the fuck? And BJ Penn's yeah. an animal, man. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, and that's what BJ Penn got like got motiva- motivated. You know, he said, thanks, Mark Hunt. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, true. Pretty crazy. So is BJ Penn back? He, yeah, he's, he's training at um, Greg Jackson's camp. 
Um, so yeah, he just he got he was meant to fight um, on the last card. On one nine nine. Yeah, but got what happened is there's a certain amount of IVs you can do in a period of time. Oh, okay. And he just he got he got suspended yeah. for that. It, nothing like testosterone raised levels or anything like that. It was just the amount of IV um, IVs he was doing in. Uh, was he suffering from vertigo or something? Yeah, like that? Like yeah. Like, yeah. So he was doing it to yeah yeah. These yeah. men train so different too. That's yeah. why I love watching fight. He yeah. trains so different. And it, I would it was so good to see him. You know, training out of a camp like that where usually BJ Penn's just in Hawaii doing his own thing, probably training himself. Yeah. yeah. You know. He's so. Do you find it crazy like these boys are getting suspended for uh, steroids, cocaine, all that stuff, and they're getting like six months to a year? Mm. And it was Nick Dare's got five years for marijuana. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's yeah, what's that's the, crazy. It would slow you down more than anything, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's right. And what they say is the BJJ boys. Well, because it they helps they them roll. It. They, yeah. they, yeah. they relax. Because it helps them to overthink things oh, and they can yeah. see things you don't usually see. I've heard yeah, of that. Yeah, that's right. And so they reckon they all smoke up. They're well, just apparently they nice all smoke before they roll, yeah. but... Yeah. Five years, man. Yeah, that's like your career. You've only got for ten a, years. For a drug that's getting legalized in a lot, a lot of, of states, states over yeah, there, hundred percent. For when like steroids and cocaine are getting yeah. one year, six month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and they're they're chem- like chemicals like that's Yeah, that's bad. I feel like there must be something else going on yeah. there for him to get that sort of suspension. Yeah, yeah. he's over in um, was he in Strike Force now or something? Ah, uh, what's the other one? Bellador. Bellator. Yeah, he's over yeah, there. Yeah. Just just pumping people, just yeah. waiting for a suspension to come yeah. up. But he probably won't have a career left after five years. Yeah, well, the thing is that, you know, they always, Nick Diaz, he's, uh, he's the best boxer the UFC's ever sent. You know, like, yeah. his, his stand-up, yeah. they always rate it. Even Nate says, you know, I learn off my brother. Well, Nate's, yeah. the, ch- you know, Nate's the man at the moment, but well, Nick's, you want... Nick's the golden child, eh? Yeah, like, that, Nick's, that's Nick's right. the best fighter. And that's why you saw McGregor at that conference. He's like, oh, I'll talk to Nick's younger brother if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, 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 100%. So what, what do you think about 202, about McGregor versus? I think he'll be much better. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot better. Yeah, I think he's too. When when you get, it's like you know getting someone in a corner. You know what I mean? He's in a corner. He's talked up. We talked about it before. Talked up so much shit. It's going to be good. Up, He's. I reckon he's going to be that ready that it's not even going to be funny. Because everyone, you know, and I like the way he 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 performs. I love it. I love it. I've always loved my favorite boxers, Floyd Mayweather. You know, I love how he performs. I just love how he's arrogant. And you know what? He just went too arrogant, went too high, too fast. Yeah. Put in his spot. It did, yeah. He did. He was getting a bit out of control. Like. But I love the Diaz brothers. Like not just because they, you know, he beat um, McGregor, but like I've been a big fan of them for years just because yeah. they're like legitimate. Just badass guys. Yeah, and they're, like, they're right when they say we're the biggest draw cards. You know, like McGregor yeah, is now obviously. Yeah, yeah, but Diaz brothers were trying to do that. Yeah, they're, they're while, you yeah, know, just screwless. Like, that all they want to oh, yeah. do is fight. Like, they're just fighters. Man. Yeah, they're just yeah. fighters. And like I remember, Nick Diaz was getting in trouble because he's always fighting press conferences. And he said to Dana, he's like, "What do you want me to do? I spend six months training to kill this guy, and then you put me face to face, and you want me to get." You know, friendly with them. So yeah. legitimately just screw those fighters. And and just, so I've always 100%. been a big fan. I think everyone underestimates the Diaz brothers all the time. Like, and I like I reckon Nate with a full camp. I reckon that you're right. Nate with a full, with, yeah. a, good, with a good camp. Yeah, it's going to be it different. Yeah, definitely. Because he's got mad hands and he's a legitimate black belt. Yeah, that's right. In BJJ, so like, if his hands started off, he's, he's BJJ. Yeah. Finished. At the end of the day, look, I don't. To be honest, I, I, I say Connor, but I just want a good fight. I really yeah. want a good fight. 100%. You know, I don't want it to get. I don't want it to go go down like it did. I don't want to see someone get choked out. I don't want to see someone get knocked the fuck out. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. That's what I want to see as a fan, and as a, someone who watches it. That's 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 exactly. What, what, what did they did they agree? 
uh, to fight at the same weight that they fought one, last time, or they going down to? No, it's back. It's it's, well, it's one seventy. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So because McGregor was like, I'm not changing anything because he I'm wanted to go back, back out and beat him at that weight. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's not he's not happy with that. Yeah. So yeah. And he's a humble, humble with loss, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah Gregor, that's good for yeah, him. Yeah, I like, I like that for yeah. him. Like he can talk, talk, but when he loses, he, you know, that's probably why I like him. I think. But I love, I love him. I, I love his lifestyle. Like I love it. I just love it, man. It's gold. Wait, what I was thinking of doing now is we'll ring our, we'll try our American correspondent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Phil Schachter, he's uh, president of the new, newly formed. Uh, uh, Wombats team over in the northeast, uh, the oh, rugby league team over there. So you know, Luki <laughs> came out and yeah, yeah, played there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they called the White Plains Wombats. They they took over pretty much the uh, the Connecticut Wildcats. He played with you boys down at Mitchie's. Yeah, yeah, Luki. Yeah, I told him this, <laughs> this is not Luke though. This is a... no. This is we see. It's I think it's five o'clock a.m. in the morning now. He gonna be up? So we'll see if he works out. I told him to get some questions ready for one of the superstars of our game. Did you get some questions for Gerard as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, hope <it's> nice. <laughs> well, I bought him. <laughs> I've had that written down all night. I've <laughs> been waiting to fire that one off. Yeah. It'll be classic listening if he doesn't pick up. Yeah. Hello. I've reached the voicemail of Phil Shacker. Leave a message and I will get back to you. What a dog. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey mate, it's just Ral Yeah, here, former Queensland State of Origin uh, kangaroo and Indigenous All Stars. Uh, when you get a chance, just wake your ass up. Thanks very much. Fucking thanks for picking up with that cunt. Nice, nice, beautiful boys. Beautiful. Nice boys. But um, yeah, so uh, Brent, you wanted to mention uh, what happened during the last week. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys know about it, but every year out in Alice Springs, there's a massive off-road race. I don't know what's happening in my folder. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, have you guys ever heard of the Fink Desert Race? No. Is it, uh, no. No. So, it's a motorbike and off-road vehicle race. Yeah, yeah. I just want to talk about Toby Price. He's probably one of the greatest Australians ever. He won... Well, I beg the difficult Stephen Bradbury's right up there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, carry on. Great rebuttal. <laughs> So he won the Dakar this year, the Dakar Rally, which on a world on stage. the motorbike, right? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 a massive deal. So this year um, for the Fink Desert Race, so what happens is there's cars that race as well. So there's buggies and trophy trucks. Yep. They race down, and it's a point-to-point race from Alice Springs to a town called Fink, and it's 226 kilometres. So you race down there on Sunday morning, and then you have an overnight pit, and then you race back the next day. Yep. So what he's done is he's jumped in a trophy truck. Another guy called Brad Gallows lent him a truck to do it in. He's jumped in a trophy truck, driven down to, Al- to from Alice Springs to Fink. Then he's jumped in a helicopter, flown straight back to Alice Springs, got on his motorbike, and ridden down as well. And so he has smoked everyone. He's on the on the bike. This is his fifth year that he's won it. And this year in a trophy truck. So he's never raced a trophy truck before. He's done a little bit of stadium racing yeah, yeah, yeah. with the V8 supercars. You know, that's yeah, stadium yeah, yeah. super trucks. So he's done a little bit of that. But first time in a trophy truck. And he raced down there. I think he got into think, second or third. or No, I think it was third. And then he raced home and won the trophy truck class and finished second outright on his debut. <laughs> really? He's a beast. He's yeah. a freak. He's just a natural freak. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unreal. So anyone, I think anyone that's Australian should know about him. He's the man. Yeah, What's his name again? Toby Price. Toby Price. Yeah. So Toby give that Price. a Google. Well, he's right behind Toby Stephen Price. Bradbury, but yeah, we'll, we'll put him up there. <laughs> 
Do you remember we actually met Steve Bradbury? We met him at our mate's restaurant opening. Yeah. You remember he's like, Poor you, you asked him. Oh yeah, Atlanta. Um, Greek, what is, is, Greek? is that a plug, boys? Are we going to plug Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Portside Wharf, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. um, Atlanta, what is it called? Atlanta Bar? Greek, yeah, yeah tappers. Atlanta Greek Tappers. Really good. Great food, even better drinks, nice and cold. Good good, good company. <laughs> yeah, great company. You come for the yeah. drinks, but you stay for the company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, um, we'll, you asked him, can I get a picture? And he's like, you want a picture with me? me. And, I was like, <laughs> and I'm over here with Jara going, oh my God, I'm going to Stephen Bradbury. Bradbury. <laughs> I'm like, are you going to go ask him? And he's, he's like, really? I was like, yeah, I'm going to ask him for a picture. And then he goes, oh, can I, I was going to ask you for a picture. Can I get a picture with you? And I was like, me, a picture with me for you know, like I was, I was pumped to see him. I was with David Lateral, maybe one hundred six point nine, best station in Australia. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I was with him, and he's like, he, he was just saying, "You're not going to go ask for a photo, are you?" I was like, hundred percent." He's like, he didn't even win. Probably, I was like, you know what? I don't care what anyone says. He trained the same way. He raced the same way every, oh. every, every race. They all went way too fast and fell over. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a gold. He, he, he's got like a gold slide. medal for the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. To win a gold medal in the Winter Olympics for Australia, Australia is just massive. Yeah. <laughs> when people, when we people don't even have of, snow. Like. When people think of Australia, like they go, you live in the desert, man. You know, you ride kangaroos. Like, who would ever think of anyone getting on ice skates and winning? The <laughs> I remember gold when medal. I was living in Canada and we watching the Winter Olympics. And like people would be like, I'll be like, yeah, come on, Australia, and they'd be watching the bloke like doing whatever he's doing. They'd be like, man, he is so bad. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, we don't even have this snow. It was man. like a movie out of um, Jamaican bobsled. Yeah, like, that's all awesome, man. Like they should make a movie about Stephen Bradbury. Oh, <laughs> Not so cool running. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but I love him. Oh. First time I met his bleached hair, I was pretty happy. And he's yeah. still he's still repping a bleach. He's yeah. still got the yeah, bleach yeah. Tip, spiking it up. Good sort of a missus, like not a bad sort not of a missus for Stephen Bradbury, you know what I mean? Like receiving yeah. a bit more than he was. Yeah. Yeah. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Look, I, I think he's much. he lost his hair when he was going too fast <laughs> in that race. Maybe one of the other competitors just clutched yeah, at yeah. it on the way through. So Toby Price, if yeah, you just take a couple of leaves and take a couple of pages out of his book, mate. Surprisingly, you know, he, like he should be a bit more heard of. You think? Man, yeah, yeah. Like, the things he's doing is unreal. Yeah, sounds like he's out sort of yeah, Australia, just a freak at yeah. motorbikes and cars. Yeah, and, all. Yeah. and like a few years back, he broke his neck, like, and oh. had to get he in Mexico racing the Baja One Thousand. So that's a thousand mile race that they have over there. On bikes, ca- yeah, bikes and trucks and everything, race cars. Fuck. And um, he come off and like broke his neck. Got back on, tried to keep riding, and ended up just passing out or something like that. And they found him, and then he had to get flown over with this gantry thing on his head, like he had Deep like back. the full full cage helmet on what? with pulleys and a set of weights that would hold his neck straight. So he and he's still racing. Yeah, man, he's back on the bike. Like they fused it all up, and he's a, yeah, see. Wow. People talk about like UFC and footy, like that, yeah. you know, oh, they'd be that's be nuts that's, to that, that's, I'd be way more scared oh, trying mate, to ride I'd, something fast. And then ten on the highway, like that's hectic. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, you're gonna have a screw loose going into the Gold Coast. Like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm gonna pull over the apple pies just so I don't have to go that fast. Yeah, yeah. Every time you jump in that hole, you're like, oh, I'm an extreme sport. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Toby Pricey, <laughs> Jill Hart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toby, who? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's gold. That's oh, absolutely man. gold. Yeah, so, yeah, what's up? No, nothing. Was, what's up with you? We gotta, yeah, we gotta wrap this up soon. I wanted to mention, um, 
Keenan was just asking me about your dishwashing skills um, on the way home from uh, <laughs> dishwashing. What dishwasher? We don't have one. <laughs> no, he's saying he's saying that uh, he you never do it, and uh, he's sick, sick sick of having to do it. So okay, so if we're going to talk about this kind of stuff, <laughs> right, so <laughs> he he lives at my house. He hasn't paid. He's he's lived in my house since January two thousand and fifteen. Never paid a dime. Never paid rent. So I, you know, I do look after him. Um, I I shout him everywhere. I look after him everywhere. He's got a missus who looks after him all the time. All I ask for, all I ask for, I own, it's my house. I pay mortgage. I pay the bills. All I ask him to do is wash up every day, vacuum and mop. Is that a, is that a big <laughs> ask? Is that a big ask? And feed the dogs. That's it. That's it. That's all I do. That's not much. That's not much. So, Keenan, when you get to listen to this podcast, you can shove it you know where. Because <laughs> I've had enough. Up. I've had enough of you. You're about to go live with Nan and Pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, like, I come over to your house, everything's neat and tidy, but yeah, it's the dishes that... Yeah, yeah. Because like, he, he thinks that I'm going to do it. I'm, no way I'm going to do it. He's my bitch. Like, yeah. He's the house bitch. You know what I mean? I'll come like, to Drow's house and I want to eat something. Oh my I God. To, I have to eat it with a spoon because there's <laughs> yeah. no forks. Oh my God. Just Plastic before we go, so Jarrah comes home all the time, all right? We just talked about this this afternoon. So funny. He leaves before Keenan gets there. And Keenan buys this, he just buys crap food and puts it in the house. So oh, sometimes I can't live there. It's annoying because I want to eat it. Anyway, Jarrah leaves. Keenan comes home. And I'm sitting there we're on the PlayStation or something. And he'll come around and he goes, Was Jarrah here? I go, Why? He goes, because he's eating all my food. <laughs> and I'm like, he was. He goes, I knew it. I knew it every time. Because every time something's missing, he's always here. I ate his Tim Tams tonight. <laughs> I don't think he knows. <laughs> were they his beers we were drinking too? Thanks, Keenan. Yeah, Matty Bowen beers too. <laughs> Matty Bowen beers, mangoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, boys, we'll wrap this up. Hey, um, do you want to try Phil again quickly? You want to try Phil one yeah, more time? Yeah, let's try, Phil. Right, let's try Phil one more time. Because it just makes him look like a dick if he doesn't yeah. get up. Yeah, he'll yeah. be, be devo. Where's he at the moment? In so he's in, um, New, uh, he lives in Connecticut. So he's just on the border, New yeah. Connecticut, New York. Yeah. See, come on, Phil. Up. Come on, Phil. Come on, Phil. Up and comes a stand up comedian. Yeah, Philip. Philip. Yeah, he's funny, yeah. yeah. Oh, Philip. Do, do it for Bernie Sanders, Phil. For Bernie. You have reached the mailbox of 0475. Come on, Phil. Hi, this is Phil. Leave a message. Phil. Leave a message and I will get back to you. Thank you. Phil. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Phil. Still waiting, champ. <laughs> Mate. All right, boys. We might wrap it up there. Um, shout outs. You want to give it? Before you go, I don't mention them all. Yeah, Twitters. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you got if you got any of my uh, if you don't have my Instagram handles, it's Jarrell Yaoyi Five. Twitter is just Jarrell Yaoyi, and I've just started a fan page on Facebook. Um, uh, you can you can type in Jarrell Yaoyi Five. Uh, spelling is J H A R A L Y O W Y E H. The number five. Can you repeat that, bro? I got to write it in my phone. J H a R A L Y O W Y E H five. So I'm at J. No, I'm joking. About <laughs> um, but other than that, um, yeah, I got nothing. I'm flat out sending an email. I don't have any. Uh, boys, yeah. If, if you're gonna follow us off on a tangent, it's at the O O A T podcast on hey, Twitter. We did the name some justice today. We went on yeah, a yeah. tangent, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. We that was did. Fun. We went off on a tangent, man. And like we always say, get on our Twitter. Get on our. Um, 
get on our Facebook page, let us know what you think about the podcast. If you fucking think we suck, we don't give a shit. Fuck you. We're yeah. out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>